welcome to Sailing Through Life, a journey to health, happiness, and living your dreams. My name is Lori, and I'm your host. In this special episode of Sailing After Dark, we explore how cancer treatments and side effects, surgeries and scars, affect body image, relationships, and intimacy. Going through any life change can be a struggle. Healing from surgeries, losing your hair, accepting the changes to your physical body, working through the emotions of how you are not who you were, all become part of your life and reality. How do you get through these changes in your life and feel comfortable with yourself again? Join me in these special episodes as I focus on this topic and share my conversations with others about their journey. My guest today is Lori Marini. She is not only a pathologist assistant, life wellness and cancer coach, motivational speaker, author, and podcaster, She is most importantly, a remarkable cancer warrior. She is someone who speaks from experience. Lori was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. Let's jump into the conversation from my last episode and get the inside scoop from coach Lori Marini. I have an interesting question for you, and I don't know how, how you're going to answer this, but I figured that this would be something that there's probably plenty of people who want to know. When you were helping somebody through like cancer journey and and coaching them, have you had the instance of somebody getting into how cancer affects intimacy in relationships? Um, yes, I've talked about it with clients and I've had my own personal experience about it. I haven't been very open because nobody's ever asked me the question. Um, but, uh, I have had conversations with other, uh, actually I had a body confidence coach once on my podcast and she and I had that conversation and she was probably the first person to ever recreate like what I was going through. And part of you know, cancer itself is like trauma. And then you add the mutilation of your body and the fact that you don't feel so attractive anymore and your hair, you know, your hair loss, your, your skin feels, you know, gritty and gross. And like, you're like, how can I even feel one beautiful, but two, how can I even feel attractive to myself. And if I don't feel attractive to myself, how is anybody going to be attracted to me? Right? Like I kind of feel that that's what we go through. And it's one of those things of like, you really need to, it it goes back to acceptance. It goes back to giving yourself grace. You know, like I struggled for a long time. Like I, I will be open about it. You know, I struggled for a long time with, how my body looked and what my new body looked like now. Um, I hated looking at the scars every morning to the point that I always was covered. Like I was always covered. Yep. I, would, I wouldn't even look in the mirror at myself because I've had a really hard time. Um, but I, I forced myself to do it. I forced myself to just keep looking. And as I healed, I gave myself like, look, they're getting better. Like I would, I would give myself little pep talks and it wasn't, I didn't really feel good about myself until 
um, I finally went and I got tattoos because one of the big things for me with my surgery was that I was going to be losing my nipples. It sounds so stupid, but it was one of those things that was like meant something to me that I didn't think meant something to me, but really did. And I was talking to my plastics guy. I'm like, can we just maybe keep my nipples? Like, can I have, you know, a nipple sparing procedure? Like, I know they do it. (laughs) And he looked at me and he's like, Lori, you've worked in cancer for 20 years. You mean to tell me that you're going to go through all of this and leave your nipples behind when you know that they have breast tissue in them and you could get a reoccurrence? And when he said that to me, I just sat there and I was like, you're right. Yeah. And that's all I needed to hear, right? Yeah. And Yeah. But it was really hard. So I found this amazing tattoo art- artist, you know, and they're around. Um, but I found this amazing soul in um, Franklin, Tennessee, out of the Golden Yeti Art Collective, where he takes his Saturdays. And every Saturday, he dedicates the time to giving tattoos to people who have gone through cancer. So... He, he'll do eyebrows for you. He'll do nipples. He'll do whatever you want, right? And wow. I um, once I had gone through that procedure with him, I was like, okay. I was able to relax a little bit about it. And I, and I started to do the things. I started to speak to myself with more kindness and be nicer mm-hmm. to myself and be like, you're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Like you're still beautiful, right? Like give myself the stuff that I needed to hear. And with that, then I started doing um, more exercises, right? Because for me, I feel attractive and I feel confident when I exercise. So then I started doing some yoga or, you know, exercise that that didn't make me feel defeated. And it was a slow process. I am three years out now and it took me th- this long. I'm, I'm three years out from my original surgery. I needed a revision. So I'm probably two years out now from that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's taken me this long to be able to look at myself and start kind of making fun of the fact that I have really perky <laughs> boobs and you know what I mean? And like <laughs> kind of going back to my my normal self, right? Like I'll, I'll, I'll right. tell my boyfriend all the time, like, check these out. They're not moving, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I'm starting to have fun and making it fun again and, and feeling normal again. But it was a very difficult thing. And for me, intimacy and sex was so important that it was one of the things that was at the forefront for me. I'm like, in my mind, I didn't feel pressured from anybody else. But in my mind, I'm like, this is important. I need to keep doing this. So even if I didn't feel like I was attractive or sexy or anything like that. It was still something that I I made a priority because I was so afraid to have it go three years and have it be like not happening. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the thing is I, that's why I wanted to ask the question because it is such, it's, it's such a personal question, but yet it's, affecting everybody who has been through surgeries and had manipulations of their body mm-hmm. parts and mm-hmm. and trying to 
you know, you've, you felt good at some point in your life and, and you're looking at yourself saying, I'm, I'm not even myself anymore physically. Right. And how is, how, if I don't like how I look, how is somebody else going to like how I right. look? And trying to work through that whole process of getting over the physical side and, and intimacy is very physical. And it's yeah. so it's, it's quite a dynamic to work through. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's being confident again, right? I think part mm -hmm. of, especially for women, like when we're confident and we feel good, you know, it, it's kind of like when you go and you, you get like a really cute outfit or, you know, um, when you know that you're wearing like a really pretty bra and an underwear set, right? Like it's, it's like the little things that we're so emotional that way. We're so emotionally connected that, um, you know, the confidence and, and all those little things is what makes us feel attractive and, and beautiful and desirable. Right. Yeah. So, you know, for those who are listening, you know, go out and buy yourself something nice that's going to make you feel good. Like the first thing, thank you for reminding me because one of the things that I had done is I went through my closet because I didn't fit in any of my clothes anymore. <laughs> Because my boobs don't move, so I can't like <laughs> I can't get into clothes that I used to be able to fit into, right? Um, so I gave away anything that didn't fit me or anything that didn't make me feel good. Right, you move, you get it out of the picture because yeah. it's just a reminder otherwise. And like, and I slowly started, you know, especially now, I just slowly start buying things that that I know that when I put it on, it'll make me feel good. And like, we have. You know, that's what we need to do for ourselves. Like, that's our responsibility to do. Nobody can do that for us. And it, it may take you a month. It may, it may be like me. It might take you three years. I mean, everybody is different, but you have the responsibility to yourself to give right. that to yourself. Like, that's a gift you give yourself. And if people in your life aren't working, then don't keep them around. Honestly, I really feel that way. Or just put them on right. pause. You don't need to get rid of them. Just put them on <laughs> pause for a hot second and come back to them when you're ready. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's that's the thing is I, f I felt that with the way the world is and everybody's getting secluded, that that whole intimacy thing has, has changed too, because if you didn't have a partner at the time and now you're, you know, it, this, this separation and everything else, it's just, it's gotten bizarre with, with the world. So I figured I wanted to at least address when you have those issues, what, you know, what can you do for yourself to work yourself into that? And, you know, lighting a candle and, yes. and putting on music and, and shifting your brain out of cancer mode or mm -hmm. out of job loss mode or out of whatever mode mm -hmm. and getting back to the core of it and, and having some sort of normal aspect to your life again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially with, with the cancer drugs, right? Like your libido is gone. Like you don't even think about it. Right. I mean, it's right. opposite. You know, some, some people have it increased, but most of the people that I have spoken to, it's, it's gone. They don't have any. Right. And I, it gets taken over by your emotions. It gets taken over literally the chemical reaction that's going on in your body. So like I tell them, find what you need to do. If that means that you need to like, you know, 
find what you need to do. Read a book. Do whatever it is that you need to do to make that happen and to make that come back. Because right. you're the only one that's going to be able to do that. And I mean, I've even, you know, when the conversation kept coming up over and over and over again, I even told somebody, I'm like, go drink a couple margaritas and just go make it happen. Like it, it's because it was one of those things of it had been so long that it was weird. Right. Well, I'm like, you have to, you have to create that perpetual motion. If you can at least get yeah. a, a step forward and then you, the next time build on that and then, mm-hmm. but you, yeah, give yourself, cut yourself some slack and then keep trying to make it better. And if you can make it like funny, right? Like it doesn't need to be serious. Like if you can make it that you're vulnerable with your partner, which I hope people can be, but then at the same time, find the humor in whatever it is that's going on, then it just lightens everything up. Right. But trying to, to hide it and to pretend like you're not feeling a certain way, like it's in the space. People know there's no way you're getting, right. there's no way that they don't know, right? It's kind of like when you show up to work in a bad mood. Everybody knows you're in a bad mood just just because they're not talking about it doesn't mean they don't know, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the elephant in the room sort of thing. Exactly. Well, thank you, Lori, for being vulnerable and sharing your experience and knowledge with me today. Anyone going through these physical and emotional changes will definitely benefit from hearing your story. Thank you for joining me on this special episode of Sailing After Dark with Coach Lori Marini. I hope you found it informative. You can learn more about Lori on her website, lorimarini.com. You can also check out her podcast, Conversations with Courageous Cancer Warriors, to hear amazing stories from her tribe. If you or someone you know would like to share their experience or know of an organization to help even just one person, please message me on Instagram at Sailing Through Life Podcast. I would love to grow this caring support community. Be sure to subscribe to the show. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, or whatever podcast platform you use. I'd be grateful if you could leave a review and share it. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or topics you would like me to further touch on, please message me at Sailing Through Life Podcast on Instagram or leave me a message on Anchor. Thanks again. Chat with you next time.